0: After 16 long weeks, we're finally here. The championship for the EFFL Football League. We have special guests this week. Our championship matchup. We got Brandon from TaylorMade. Bruno from Urban Legends. We got Sean. We got Calman. We got me here to break down our final game of the season. And uh, before we get into that... uh, Let's break down the game from last week. We had Urban Legends and Brandon both upset. And Sean, these were both very big upsets because they upset the top two seeds in the league. And they were the bottom two seeds in the league. Can you believe this?
1: Yeah, and both teams were not favored to win at all. They they both had less than 20% chances to win going into the games. It's
0: Bruno with some big games from Justin Jackson dropping 30 points. Was able to overcome the slow performance from Big Ben at the quarterback position and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Disappointing week for the Hobbits. And then Brandon clearly has been the team to beat since making the trade. Was able to upset John in a pretty dominant fashion here. Again, he was basically able to do so with joe mixon he's got cooper cup Devonte adams just too strong of a lineup here and uh the other interesting thing about this game too is these two teams made a late season trade and it propelled both their seasons and and basically put them here in the championship game so now that uh you know i'll stop talking here for a second and let, uh, Brandon, Brandon, thank you for coming on. Bruno, thank you for coming on. This is a, i know you've been on here several times already, but you made it to the championship. How are we feeling?
2: We'll start with you, start Brandon. Off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling great. I mean, my, my team, like you said, has been on a hot streak and it really just led into last week. I've had some injuries. I've had a couple guys with COVID, but I've still continued to put up a good amount of points every single week. So no complaints on my end.
0: Bruno, uh, another, again, as we said, a big trade. You upset me in round one, unfortunately. Ended my season. Uh, it was a close game, but a game that you won nonetheless. And you followed it up big time. That bought you a matchup with the number one seed. And uh, you showed that, you know, you were the better team. How are you feeling heading into this championship game against Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh huh. I think he's
3: muted. Bruno. Bruno, you're muted. You guys hear me now? There we go. Hey. Okay. Yeah, my bad. My son keeps coming in and out the room. Oh, that's so all right. Muted. No problem. So, yeah. Have a <laughs> my house one. is all over right now. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, he you. might want to. But, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I've been an underdog every week going into it so it's no surprise. Um, I'm definitely an underdog going into this week and you know, we I just try to make the right moves and hopefully my guys do what they're supposed to do and then try to have a, another upset this week.
0: Yeah, so uh I'm looking at your match up here now and again it is uh it's projected to go Brandon's way. Right now Sleeper has Brandon projected to win 138 to 108, 87% chance of victory here. You made mm-hmm. some signings, some pickups here. I saw that you had Rex Burkhead, who, you know, would w- look, he's only projected seven points, but he's coming off a week where he scored, you know, 30. So that's somewhere where you might be able to kind of win the matchup a little bit. You know, is there a, a player you're looking at to really overperform? Or like, where do you think you can make up these points if you were to win? Or could it be like an underperformance from Brandon?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm hoping some of his guys underperform. Um, cause obviously he's got some really good players. So I'm hoping, uh, Las Vegas stacks it up and makes them throw the ball. And that'd be good for me since I have Pittman. Um, yeah, I mean, Eckler obviously coming back. Uh, hopefully he'll, he'll do what Jackson did last week. Um, I, I got a few that I'm seeing. I think, he, I think Osborne being the second receiver right now from Minnesota. Um, you know, with Dylan gone, I feel like he's going to step up big time. So I think he's a guy that could, um, outperform his projections um, I feel like Burkhead obviously is another one that's obvious choice um, because of his being able to handle the rock as much as he gets, you know, a lot of touches on the ball. So I feel like he can outperform his thing. But I'm also looking at some of the quarterbacks I picked up. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to start Hanneke right now. Um, I'm just waiting to see on some of these other guys. So there's a few that I'm looking at that I feel I can jump, um, even a running back from Jacksonville, even though they're playing New England. You know, I mean, he, if he gets 15, 20 touches, he's got to have a chance.
0: I did notice you were carrying four quarterbacks loading up trying to see who's going to be in and who's going to be out. Obviously, Washington had that big COVID outbreak. Um, Brandon, on your side, you know you are projected heavily to win. You have the number one and three running back. you have the number one and two wide receiver. Uh, do you feel a little bit pressure that uh, you know of a letdown game or like an upset type game here or do you feel pretty confident? Uh, is there any nervousness from your side here?
2: I'm feeling pretty confident. Like last week, Jonathan Taylor, who's obviously carried me all season, he only put up like 10 points, I think somewhere around that. Yeah. 10.8 this week and I was still able to pull out the W. Um, and I, I know you said like some of these projections could be off on my end. I've got Foster Moreau. He's only projected one point. I assume he'd get more than that. I kind of hope he actually doesn't, uh, doesn't really play had Darren Waller on my bench for several weeks now. He's also... I just saw he has COVID, which is unfortunate, so he probably will end up not playing again. Um, And then Taysom Hill, I might throw him in the lineup as well. He's projected to take like six more points than Davis Mills. Yeah, and I can't
0: imagine... The Saints are going to keep being book uh, starting, especially after that performance. Definitely, I think it's Taysom Hills when he gets put back in. Uh, Bruno, you strengthened Brandon's team pretty heavily here with the trade. Uh, Devontae Adams could have been someone, you know, that you could have used in a week like this week, you know, making Mm -hmm. the championship. But do you think you get this far if you don't make that trade?
3: I mean, I kind of keep saying it over and over, obviously, in in a two quarterback league. If it was one quarterback, I wouldn't have made that deal. But I think at the time, my quarterbacks weren't that strong. And obviously, Hill wasn't really doing nothing, and he ended up doing something after the fact. But, you know, I was looking at who I had, and I'm like, i got to make a change. And Big Ben carried me. I thought a couple weeks he did really well. So I don't think I will be here without that trade. So it sucks that now I have to play against Adams, and that's kind of like the downer to it all. But, you know, like I said, uh, my goal is to find some gems that – Hopefully, can pull out a miracle I mean that's that's the ultimate goal right now is trying to see if I could pull something out
0: eyes forward and as you said you know it it did work you know because you are here in the championship and the rest of us here are sitting here talking about you in the championship uh so I'll let Cal and Sean uh, any questions you guys have for our title matchup this week
4: uh Brandon we criticized your Jonathan Taylor pick. Early on in the season, do you have like a kind of like a special, like, you know, chip on your shoulder from that? Um, And did that help your team get to this point all the way to the championship?
2: Yeah, I'd say earlier in the season, I feel like I definitely did because I I picked him. I definitely reached on him a bit. I had the number three overall pick. A lot of people wanted me to take Kamara, maybe one of the quarterbacks that I think I could have got. But yeah, I was feeling a really, really good season coming from Taylor. And now at this point, at least the last like four or five, six weeks, everyone just expects that he's going to be the best running back. Ever since Derrick Henry went down, he took over that number one spot. So I think the chip is gone on um, the mix on the Jonathan Taylor side, but but I'm still feeling good.
1: Awesome. Bruno, your performance last week was actually one of the most impressive uh fantasy savvy performances i've ever seen in terms of waiver wire pickups you know nico collins that's someone probably 99 percent of this league have not heard of he -hmm. got 10 um you know lazard got 12 josh johnson somehow still in the league getting 21 uh and justin jackson getting 30 being the difference what was your thought process uh picking these guys and, and why them uh
3: Yeah, I mean, Johnson, you know, I feel like whoever's the quarterback for Baltimore has a chance. Um, And with him kind of stepping in and looking at uh, Heineke uh, playing Dallas, there was like, you know, I wasn't sure with COVID. There was no chance in hell I was going to start him. Um, So, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a chance here. And and I feel like going into it, playing a team that obviously is projected to finish higher, you've got to take chances if you played safe you lose. I mean, scared money, make no money. Right. So uh, I was not playing scared going into it and guys like Nico Collins, which, you know, he's had a few good weeks in the past and, you know, knowing that Cooks had COVID and knowing that they're going to throw the ball a lot. And, you know, surprisingly, I didn't expect them to win, but going into it, I was like, they're going to be down against the Chargers. So they're going to have to throw the ball and they're going to have to throw to somebody. So I thought Nico would be the perfect kind of person for that spot. So I took a chance on him and, you know, Jackson was kind of like a, a little bit of a no brainer, but even then you don't expect him to perform the way he did. Um, and i benched guys like Mooney who, you know, I made a trade for earlier on and, you know, he's been kind of underperformed with foals at quarterback. So like there were certain guys I just didn't feel confident in. And I'd rather take chances on guys like Lazard, who another one was, I, I watch him on like in, in game film and he looks good. You know, I wish they would throw him the ball more. You know, he almost had a second touchdown and he dropped it. And I think once he dropped that touchdown, Rodgers was like, I'm not going to throw him the ball no more. But like there's guys like I see on film, like if they get the opportunity, they could do really well. So great answer.
4: Now, Bruno, do you think that because of the trade between you and Brandon, um, do you think that, uh, you know, Big Ben and Antonio Gibson have a little extra to prove this week uh, to kind of let Brandon know he possibly made a wrong decision here?
3: I would hope so. You know, after Big Ben dropped the ball last week, you know, this probably is his final game in a Steelers uniform. So, you know, I think he should come in there on a Monday night against Cleveland and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to sling the rock. So I feel like he's definitely got a lot to prove after last week and Gibson, you know, only played half of, uh, he only played one half last week because of the destroyed by Dallas Cowboys. But I feel like he has something to prove as well. And I, I keep telling but I've had gotten more, of course. I mean, but if you look at it, Gibson has also produced points and helped me. And, you know, I would not be here again without that trade. And I feel like they know that. And, you know, I think they got a lot to prove this week.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, I, I we're in for a pretty good matchup. I think it's funny that the bottom two seeds were able to just dominate their way and kind of shows your seating really doesn't mean anything. And, uh, you know, in certain cases, it, it can hurt you. And we're going to know the scores here Brandon, if the lineup remains the same We're going to know where Brandon stands So you'll know what you have to beat come Monday night You have Big Ben Monday night Looks like all of Brandon's players are Sunday early afternoon games And then the Packers are uh, uh, Sunday night game Um, And then other than that we have the one Monday night game So it could come down to Big Ben For the championship
3: Be interesting to watch Big Chunky Ben I wouldn't want it any other way. Big Ben's last game, you know, enjoy the beers, enjoy the hot dogs, go out there and, (laughs) you know, if I'm only down 20, I have a chance, you know, I'm I'm hoping that we could keep it within 20, you know, and, and, you know, I feel good if, if it's 20 points, I think Ben could put that up.
0: So I, uh, I have one final question. Uh, If you were to win, do you guys have anything planned uh, to do with your winnings and I guess I'll start with you Bruno
3: If I win, what am I gonna do with it? Huh. Two hundred dollars. So winner winner is two hundred dollars and the second place is what? Seventy-five. Seventy-five? Okay. And we we do have to give third place something. Third place gets their money back. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we kill them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I win, obviously it'd be nice, a nice little bonus after Christmas, you know, spending a lot of money. I'm sure you guys know um, all the gifts. So I don't know. Maybe I'll take my family out for dinner or something.
0: Okay. Brandon, you got any any cards you're uh, eyeing up here waiting to pull the trigger on? What about you?
2: Yeah, I don't know about any cards, but I, I haven't had any state income for quite some time now. So <laughs> I, think the, I think the 275 will go a long way for me. <laughs> Heck yeah. Or two two hundred, not two seventy five, two hundred. Yeah. Brandon was
0: actually planning on killing the third place and second place <laughs> team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <none of> <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Audience, appreciate
2: it. <laughs> that was, I'll, have uh, to, I'll have to kill them on the on the fantasy football field instead. <laughs> Yeah, we don't kill
0: anybody. Uh, someone on Calman's fantasy team does, though. Henry Ruggs. Just putting that out there. Um, so that's all I have for you guys. Uh, Sean, Calman, if you guys have anything else for our, our title contenders here. And, uh, you know, uh, we can get into a little bit of a breakdown, I guess, and give our projections, our predictions.
4: Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to basically say who I think's going to win. Um, you know, I'm kind of feeling like Brandon's team is just a little too strong.
0: So I guess let's let's go into it right, real quick before. Okay. And then we'll, uh, we'll we'll let it we'll let it go. So we have uh, Brandon. You know, Tua going up against Big Ben. Who, who do we give the edge to here? I think I'd probably lean Tua.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tua. All right.
0: I think if we look at the running back yeah. room for for Brandon, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, going up against Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler. It's closer, I think, than it appears because yeah, I think so. Gibson could definitely exceed that 13 point. So if I'm looking for Bruno, where can he make up some points? I'm thinking maybe Gibson, but then looking at Jonathan Taylor, 19 could be very light. 20 could be very light.
1: Yeah. The caveat is that Wentz is most likely out, so are the Rangers going gonna to stack the box with Sam Ellinger passing the ball?
4: Yeah, that's a pretty big X factor, actually.
0: Joe Mixon against Kansas City. You know, that could be a shootout type game, or, you know, the Bengals could look to to pound the ball. The Chiefs defense has been slightly improved, although it looked very, very bad at the start of the season. But if we were to give it an edge, I think it's probably going to Brandon. Wide receivers. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Christian Kirk. Going up against Michael Pittman. Osborne, Anthony Lazard. Clearly goes to Brandon.
1: Yeah. Cup's Cup's been the best wide receiver in this league this whole year. That's that's a game, and then Adams, you know.
0: MVP, potentially. You know, Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor, both potential MVPs.
3: Yeah. Tight end.
0: Maru versus Conklin. I think that's a Conklin. I'll give one here for the Urban Legends going up at Green Bay in a must win game. Keep their playoff hopes alive. You got to think they're going to be throwing the ball. Green Bay's defense has not looked very good. And then you get to the kind of the wild card positions here. For Brandon, he's got Damien Harris going up against Bruno's Rex Burkhead, and Bruno. And I'm sorry, Brandon's got Davis Mills going up against Taylor Heineke. And again, these are guys that could far, you know, overachieve or far underachieve, depending on what uh, type you get here and what performance you get out of here. So clearly, I think we're it seems to be on Brandon's side. And before I rudely interrupted you, Calvin. I think you had mentioned you think Brandon just has a little bit too much juice.
4: Yeah, I think he's going to have too much juice. You know, I, I think Washington has kind of given up a bit. So Heineke, um, you know, and uh, Gibson, I'm not feeling super confident about. And then obviously look at at Pittman here. Who's not going to have an actual quarterback throwing to him. Um, So, yeah, it's I don't know. I just feel like Brandon's team is just too well balanced at this point in the season. Um, I feel like Mills and Heineke are kind of kind of be a wash, uh, and I just don't know if Big Ben's going to really be able to produce to keep up with the rest of Brandon's lineup.
1: Yeah, I agree. Brandon's just got too much star power. You know, two MVP candidates. It's a stacked lineup. Uh, a scenario that could happen though is that Brandon's up twenty going into Monday night. And I think big Ben's either gonna put up eight or twenty-seven, no in between. So
0: that could really decide it. So you're all on Taylor made. Well, I have uh I would like to say that the team that knocked me out of the playoffs won the championship, which would be Urban Legends. I would also like to say that someone in our division won the championship, which would be Brandon. If I'm picking here today, I gotta lean Brandon. So, Bruno, for you, this is good news because you know what happens when all three or, you know, all staff picks a single team. Usually uh, we get an upset alert, although everybody picked the Cowboys on Sunday night, and that's exactly what happened. So maybe we'll be right. Time will tell, but thank you guys for being on, as always, and uh, we'll have one of you, the winner, hopefully on next week. And uh, everybody stay tuned for our matchup here.
4: Sounds good. I appreciate it. You guys are both out of bubble gum. Now it's time to kick some ass.
2: Th- thanks for having me. And also, one one thing to end on is I I was just reading the leak chat, and I saw the Christian Castle pictures. <laughs> I didn't know what you guys were talking about when you said that before. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs>
0: Christian has been found, by the way. Amber Alert. He has been found. Yeah, and he's being I a dick. All righty. Thank you, everybody. We will catch you next time.